You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. Hi, Jay. What's up? You know what? Nothing much. How are you today? I'm good. Yeah, we're just always good. You know what I mean? Really we'll let you know if it's any different. Right. Really can't complain right now. So. No complaints. So today we're recapping P-Valley season one, episode three called Higher Ground. What did you think of this episode in particular? Um, you know what? I'm biased. So I think all the episodes are good. Mm-hmm. And I think they just progressively get better. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. The problem with binging is that like, you're like, well, what happened in each episode? Let me see. It all blurs together. Yeah. yeah. So just to read the description for the episode, Autumn dons a bold new look and learns the rules of working a regular from the Trinity, each of whom receives a visit from her favorite repeat customer. Uncle Clifford learns about big changes coming to Chuckalisa. Yeah, that that pretty much, again, it pretty much sums it up, if I had to say so myself. Right. I mean, it was a good episode. I don't think it was, I mean, maybe I'm getting a little too ahead with the grading. I don't think it was a minus. No. In and of itself. It was a B-plus episode, I think. Yeah, we're in B-plus territory, for sure. Um, The next episode, we'll talk about that when we get there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I pretty much agree. I mean, what's new? I'm going to agree with you most of the time, probably. So, that's what it is. And we can just get into the episode. So, at the top of the episode, it opens up with the pink, and it seems empty. And it's just Mercedes dancing on the pole, you know, giving it her athletic best, working that thing. And it's one customer just watching her by himself. And it seems like a, you know, a dance for you type moment. (laughs) (laughs) And then it leads into the actual music and the bumping and the grinding of everyone else. And we realize everybody else is there. It's just that the experience that Mercedes gives you when she's giving you a private dance, well, not even a private dance, just a personal dance. You feel like you're the only one in the room with her. And that's incredible. But beyond that, this man is like clearly very uh, into her. So I imagine mm-hmm. I imagine the scene is kind of like from his perspective. It's mm-hmm. like for him, it's just it's just, you know, him and her in the room. <laughs> Nobody else. <laughs> the power she has over these men, the power these women have over these men in general is incredible. Uh, we can use it to such a great advantage. So getting into the next scene, we see our main character who at this moment, honestly and truly, she's giving us Lakeisha, she's giving us Haley, and you know, she's giving us a little bit of Autumn. And she tries on plenty of wigs, but the wig that, you know, is the one that she needs is the Barbie Mattel platinum blonde pin straight wig. So what did you think about the wig choice? Um, I like her in the blonde, but I think, I mean, obviously I would have preferred a better quality wig. Um, <laughs> I think you can speak for all of us when little, you say that. Right. With a little bit better parting, part work, <laughs> but, um, but I don't know. I always, I always like a, a blonde, platinum blonde moment. It's always good. Yeah. It looks good on her and it gives her a totally different, different look than that. 
jet black shoulder length hair. It gave her what she needed. And of course, there was no part. And that's, you know, that's what it was. But for a starter wig, great. So we go to the next scene. Is Andre looking at that picture of, to him, I would call her Haley at this moment. He's looking at Haley. You know, he's just thinking about her. He's always thinking about her. I feel like that's kind of the point in that creepy picture, you know, is for him to benefit from. We're not going to talk about the text that he sent her. <laughs> that he's waiting <laughs> on that she got him on red. <laughs> I was going to let you bring that up. Last night was fire. with The fire emoji. And what was it? Hope you're having a blessed day. The little wink emoji. Right. And she's not replying. And that's the point. He jumps when his phone rings on private. And it's Bill, unfortunately. It's not Autumn. So it has nothing to do with that. So we just move on to the next scene. Now, I love the fact that Autumn did not reply to the text. That was part of the gig, though. You know what I mean? That was She knows what she's doing to get this info she needs. Right. It's part of the intrigue. In the next scene, we see Autumn Nights trying her wig on for size and seeing who she is in this wig. And she likes who she is in this wig. That's, this is what that montage tells us. She's smoking and blowing someone's smoke into their mouth and their nose. Right, she's, she's dancing she's like she's never danced before. Dancing queen. I mean, she's giving it all. She's getting more money. She's getting drinks in the VIP. You know, the men are loving it. They're biting their lips. she's a femme fatale honey clearly she's giving them what they want and what they need they said the pink had everything except for obviously this woman in this blonde wig because it's turned the pink upside down and unfortunately her drinking journey continues and we see her take a whole cup of dark liquor to the neck the next scene is mercedes walking past her talking to uncle clifford um, you know, throwing a fat stack of cash onto the table and she's peeping what's going on. She Mercedes sees what's going on and Uncle Clifford gives her the nails and tells her to shoe on. This is none of your business. In this whole scene, the whole point is the whole no T, no ID thing. It's the, you got to give me this information to get this ID back and you know she's pressed for the ID for the wire fraud. What are we calling this outfit of Uncle Clifford? <laughs> what do you want to call this one? I don't know. I'm trying to brainstorm. This is like it's kind of tropical, whatever it is. I said track tropical. <laughs> or trap tropical. It could be either right. two. So we'll leave it up to you guys. This look could either be called trap tropical or track tropical. It depends on <laughs> what you're feeling. We'll leave that up to you. <laughs> What really takes it to the next tropical level is the green blown out under eye. Right. It's the braids. It's the green under eye. It's the tropical print on the pants. It's the stripes, which I guess it's supposed to be Adidas. Like it's <laughs> even the sh- down to the shoe is tropically printed. Exactly. With a, with a fun sock. <laughs> a pom pom sock. It's fun. The next scene is the mayor um, meeting with Andre, and he keeps calling him God Daddy. So we then know that this is his godfather. God Daddy. (laughs) Now, I also have godparents. I'm sure we all do. I've never referred to my godparents as godmother, godfather. I've got daddy, got mommy, none of that. 
I don't know. It's interesting the idea that like hypothetically, if anything were to happen to your parents, you would go live with this person and like they would then become your parent. Weird. So weird. I wouldn't have mind living with either of my godmothers. To be quite honest, I'm sure I threw my mother with it once or twice. Like I could move in with my godmother. You know what I mean? Just to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> His goddaddy is doing some sort of jig talking about a rough in park. And saying that he should name it after himself since he's the first black mayor. And under saying that's not a good look. Think about the optics. He doesn't care. He wants the fame. I just can't take this mayor seriously with his gold teeth. It's like multiple. It's not even just one. <laughs> and the suit is real player. That's what I'm saying. Like this man is. He's also like bugging out on him. His eyes are popping out of his head. Telling him this is how it works around here. I don't know what this monologue means really but basically that he runs this here city and that he's dependent on the casino otherwise his reign as mayor means nothing and he's saying that um if the bible thumpers find out about this here casino they're quote they're gonna send it straight to hell so (laughs) it's not revealed that the church cannot know about his devious plans. <laughs> How are they not going to find out about this big ass resort being built right next door? <laughs> okay. That you're calling the promised land? Yeah, the Christians are not going to be thrilled. <sighs> he's disgusting. So he's just telling him, like, you got to keep this a secret. This is all kind of like building up and giving us like a premise for something later. But basically, the moral of the story is all these plans. Hush, hush. The next scene is Autumn Knight looking at her phone, seeing those texts she refused to reply to last night was fire emoji. Hope you're having a blessed day. And then the wiki me emoji or an emoji or whatever the hell you want to call it. So she's sitting there texting away and Daddy Diamond walks up. Work it out, work it out right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to have to have a moment every time he comes on screen because it's just what's happening. Honestly, you can anticipate that this man is the next person on screen in the scene because we always make some sort of primal noises, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I feel like Uncle Clifford, like this little nigga about to make me blush. that's what i'm saying you wouldn't even know by the way we're giggling that suge is out here too with him (laughs) (laughs) and they're talking before she comes out when she comes to bum a cig she's her and diamond are chain smoking cigs throughout the day at a rapid rate (laughs) (laughs) he just like walks away from her immediately after that he does not like her when Suge offers to give her a ride, she, I mean, Diamond instantly steps in and is like, Mm-mm, she's fine. Yeah, like, what is that? What? <laughs> what if she wasn't fine? It's not that I want him to like her. Like, I don't want them to be, you know, in a, a tryst. Mm-mm. But, <laughs> but, I mean, like, damn. I don't know. He called to her. Yeah, in a weird way, but... Nonetheless, 
as she's sitting there, I had skipped ahead a little earlier, but as she's sitting there looking at those texts from Andre, she also sees a text from her wire fraud, like the company <laughs> saying, come get the money immediately, like within 48 hours type shit, or it's gone. So that motivates her to be like, you know what, Andre, let's meet up. I have some things I want to tell you. You know what I mean? The next scene, they're in the diner and she's chowing. It seems like she's chowing down on some chicken and waffles, but then it's later revealed that she barely even ate. So I don't know why she's throwing down like that, but they're sitting there at this diner talking and he asks her what she does on the weekends and she asks him what he does on the weekends. And you know, the ring on the left hand on the ring finger comes up. And I'm like, do, did he just put that on today? Did we see that before? She gave this man a whole lap dance. I wonder if we went back in episodes one and two, was it visible? Or did they always hide it? I don't know. I never saw it. That's what I'm saying. It's like somewhere in between the season. Somebody was like, oh, shit, you know what? Let's make it merry. Let's just add a little fun twist to it. Then she brings up the fact that he has these plans, these grand plans with the casino and resort. Keep your voice down because we don't need all these locals hearing what I have going on. And she goes, why? Can't we just like talk about it? And he says, no, no, of course. It's hush, hush. And this is so annoying to me. Bitch, no, we can't talk about it. You want to talk about something that you like overheard that you weren't even meant to hear in the first place? That doesn't make any sense. That's like me overhearing somebody share some like deep dark secret, and then when we go out in public, I'm start I start yelling about it. Like you right. weren't supposed to know about this in the first place. So no, I don't want you out here yelling about it. Just because you found out the secret doesn't mean you can continue to bring it up. Also, when it's a secret, it's kind of taboo. You usually don't bring up a secret multiple times. Right. But nonetheless, this odd soliloquy from this old guy he turns around and he's telling her about some city that's near here like a drive away that has it's full of history rich history and somehow it makes her emotional (laughs) (laughs) i really wish i could say more i guess this is supposed to show that she has depth to her I, i don't know i don't know but luckily they ended that awkward scene for us and the girls walk in from the pink and they come and sit down in the booth. Um, and you can tell, obviously, Mercedes comes to sit next to Autumn, of course, because she likes to troll. Mississippi sits next to Andre, and then he asks to get up. So she slides out the booth. He pays for the meal for all of them in advance and the meal he just had with Autumn Night, and he slides for the night. Then the ladies start talking about their regulars. They're like, okay, go ahead, get you a regular. Mississippi reveals she has a freak-ass anesthesiologist. That's one of her regulars. Um, They're talking about... (laughs) Love that. Um, Yeah, so they're just, like, bragging about that and all that other stuff. And she feels bad about him being married, allegedly, but she really doesn't. So she just kind of gets uncomfortable with the conversation. She gets up. Of course, Mercedes gives her a hard time. She has to. She also didn't finish her food like a true alcoholic. <laughs> All I've seen her is down alcohol and chain smoke cigarettes. And she took two nibbles out of this waffle and dipped her little chicken strip two times. And that was it. 
<laughs> and Mercedes says, quote, skinny bitch. She probably anorexic. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, at the top of the scene, she's scarfing down the food and then she just completely stops eating all of a sudden. It's so weird. Right. The Her scarfing down the food was more realistic than her not finishing it, in my opinion. But Because this woman has not been eating. I guess it was that story that moved her so much so that she lost her appetite. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't know. So the next scene is Uncle Clifford pulling up to the cotton plantation and the one brother, Corbin, is there and he's cutting the cotton. Of course, it's the biracial brother that's cutting the cotton. Is it cutting the cotton? I don't want to say picking it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just your emphasis on cutting the cotton. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> that yeah. truck, doesn't it look like at the bottom of that truck, doesn't it look like a big blade? It looks like. It's, a- no, it's definitely picking the cotton up, but um, cutting the cotton is a choice. So that's fine. I really didn't want to go picking. <laughs> And Uncle Clifford is in an all red ensemble. The hair is, it's giving me, this look for me is giving me Marie Antoinette. (laughs) (laughs) Not Marie Antoinette. What do you call it? That thing that makes the bottom of the dress puff out like that? Uncle Clifford has on a crinoline under this red robe type thing red dress red cutoff dress red high low dress i don't know what to call it this is (laughs) this is a choice (laughs) hands are gloved up everything's velvet or lace very delicate i just want to make it clear that she has on gloves she has on this hoop skirt she has on this velvet long sleeve top and then she also has the nerve to have on denim booty shorts underneath the hoop skirt. <laughs> <laughs> Making the Marie Antoinette look very casual out of nowhere. And then the boot, the high-heeled boot, random. She also has an umbrella with her. I love the umbrella. It's lacy, of course. <laughs> so it's doing absolutely nothing. And an earring in one ear. The choice. Always making choices. Can't explain all of them, but do I love all of them? Yes. I wonder if that was on purpose or not. Which part of it? Having one earring. Mm, It would be funny if it wasn't. (laughs) Okay, so Corbett's talking to Uncle Clifford, kind of explaining what he was explaining to Andre the other day about he needs to make legacy money. It's not about the little money they're trying to make right now. He's trying to make money for years and years and years and have his kids pay for his grandkids pay for all of that. So uncle Clifford is just kind of digging for info. As you know, she's on a hunt to find out what's happening because the pink is in danger. If this is all going down. And then we cut to the next scene, a scene I'm loving where we walk in on sister Patrice, giving it everything she's got on stand in the pulpit you know what I mean she's raising a hand and she's putting her hands behind her back and she's there's sweat on her brow and the voice is going up and down and you know she's getting a crowd engaged and hallelujah <laughs> there's nobody in, in the church 
the pews are empty and what I see is her telling them, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. And I love that she went for that because who among us hasn't been to church and heard a turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, whatever message you have to say to your neighbor always starts off with neighbor. <laughs> I'm like, I can't just sit through a service and just be on my own some, huh? I have to sit there and talk to the person next to me. I'd love to hear about the people who look forward to the neighbor every Sunday, how they're doing during this Corona time. Those are the people we need eyes and ears on. They're used to seeing a neighbor and feeling comforted every Sunday. And they go, I don't know, they've been neighborless for months at this point. I don't know, put a prayer up for them. That was dark. (laughs) (laughs) Life is dark, you know? I can't, can't avoid what's happening, but... Nonetheless, the pews are empty and Mercedes walks in and she sees her mother giving it all she's got. Her mother dabs herself down with a rag real quick. She doesn't want her to see her sweating too much because she's going ape shit. Okay, in the shirt. She's going crazy. So she walks up to her mom and she's saying, Mama, I need that money. Um, are you going to give it to me? And her mother says yes. If God could strike you down for lying in his home Let's just say she'd be a crisp, okay? I don't know why Mercedes thinks she's telling the truth. So we cut to the next scene, and it's Mercedes with her girls, and she's making them do, like, wall sits, but leaning against each other. And she really specifically calls out Tarika because these girls are posting videos of their asses online, twerking, doing all that, being fast. And they called themselves the Bad Bitch Party? Invitation only to the top 20 twerkers? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> One of the little girls retorts, we should be able to express our sexual freedom. What is happening? I don't want to hear that from my teenage daughter. Like my 13-year-old, said- I don't want to hear her saying that. Right, without the consequences of, without the patriarchal consequences of rape. (laughs) (laughs) Sweetie, it doesn't matter who you are. You don't need to be doing that and calling for the top 20 twerkers to pull up and be in your videos on Snap. That's not what needs to be happening with you. The bottom line is, if you want to want on the internet that never gets deleted. Okay, but let's wait until we're 18 and out of the house, sweetie. You don't need to be doing that right now. At How old are they supposed to be? I feel like they're under 16. Definitely, because they're not driving around to stuff. Right. So, right now, you're doing a lot, sis. Not to pull this card, but there are some nasty sick fucks out here. You don't need to... I don't want my underage kids being fat, you know, material. I don't need that. That's what I'm saying. I'm not even saying don't twerk. I mean, do what you want to do. Just if you're going to post it on the internet, please wait till you're at least 18. There's no reason why you need to be on the internet doing that before you even get into college. Or before yeah. you even get a full time job, it's just not a good look. Not a good look in general. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the girls get punished, and we quickly move on from that scene to Mississippi and Gidget practicing 
because they're the trilogy or what do they call themselves? Yeah, the trilogy. Yeah, so Mercedes walks in just on time and they're practicing their stunt. But Mississippi's hand is messed up, like her wrist specifically, and she can't really hold on the way she needs to because, you know, they're real athletes. So you have to use your hands, especially in those like type of poses to just hold up your whole body. So she really can't with that one hand right now. So she runs to get some ice and <laughs> always there on time. <laughs> Daddy Diamond is waiting right outside of the freezer for her. You know, he's pressed because he wants to kill this man tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So he's massaging her wrist and, you know, of course it hurts, she's saying. But he's a doctor, I guess, and he diagnoses her and says it's sprain. Dr. Daddy Diamond. And he walks her over to the corner to patch her up with some home remedy. You know how he probably learned from his grandma or grandpa. You know how that shit go. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Oh, then he literally says my granddaddy's recipe. Which is just um what is it, crushed pepper and, and liquor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I've never heard thing? of this this home remedy. <laughs> Maybe there's some truth to it. I'd be very interested as to what properties are in the pepper and what properties are in the alcohol that suddenly makes a sprain okay um <laughs> i'll go ask my medical team and i'll get back to y'all on that one okay <laughs> what does he say it helps with the soreness or the swelling which part was it that he said it helps with he kind of made it seem like it was both i'm pretty sure the soreness um so yeah so i don't know next time i have a sore joint i'll i guess i'll throw some liquor and some crushed pepper on it and i'll report back you know what's crazy? He could really lie to me and I'd not be okay with that. Even if this is all fake, the opportunity for him to touch me and graze my skin with his fingers and just be near me, I would take it. Um. So yeah, so the ladies are getting ready for the night. They're all in the back and Autumn is having some flashbacks because of the baby. She has to hold the baby, so She's having flashbacks of her having her own child. So she makes it a mission to get wasted. So she goes to get blammo at the bar. And that she does. She's getting out of hand. Like, I mean, you can drink. Obviously, you don't have a regular job. You can do what you want. You can hit the blunt. You can get a drink. Do what you need to do. But ah, come on. You can't do all that. Slow down, yellow bone. <laughs> While she's getting wasted, the trilogy, they're performing. And, you know, they're fucking it up. Say he's fucking it up. Am I crickler, crickler? I crickler, crickler. I humpback, humpback, humpback. And get your gadget is fucking it up. So they're, um, they do that stunt that they do that they were practicing now Mississippi can do it because obviously the alcohol and crushed pepper work so they're able to do this thing where Mercedes kind of like stands on top of Mississippi uses her as a table and on the reverse it's like on the reverse Gidget is doing the same thing she's doing they're using her both as a table in like a mirror reflection type thing and they're twerking they they both use Mississippi as like a base (laughs) Mm mm-hmm 
Um, and I guess, you know, our girl Autumn Knight is just so inspired. Just a second ago, she got cut off at the bar and had to be given water instead of alcohol. But now she's able to take to the stage. She, the, the theme here is that she's not able, but she's going to try anyway. With her drunk ass. <laughs> so she's so drunk, she has no inhibitions. And she goes up there and she embarrasses herself. She falls down a little bit and she's twisting and twirling and trying to keep up with Mercedes. The the money is flowing. And now she wants to show off that she's been working for a little bit. And she can climb the pole too, sweetie. It's not just Miss Mercedes, honey. I could try too. What I do like is that, you know, Mercedes tried to flip it though. So like when Autumn fell again, Mercedes kind of just made it seem like it was like a purposeful thing. And then just like straddled her and did one of those. Uncle Clifford exclaims, Nuck if you buck, Mercedes. <laughs> and they make it work because at the end of the day, it was still Mercedes' set. So she's not going to let her set get ruined no matter who's on the stage. But she lets that bitch know as soon as they get to the back, she low-key want to square up because what the hell are you doing doing up there, Alki? Autumn says she's not drunk. All it takes is a three-finger shove and she almost falls on the floor. So she's wasted. <laughs> yeah, there would be nothing really happened in the scene. <laughs> so the scene, I don't know, he's showing her pictures on his camera so she can get a little closer, which leads into them heavily making out. And after heavily making out, you know, they've gotta run to the hotel real quick and get this party started, if you know what I mean. Well, he wants to get this party started. She wants to just get her ID back. <laughs> <laughs> but the best acting we've seen from her is this scene where she really makes it seem like she's hot and heavy and like it's going down agreed but her eye the whole time is on his laptop computer on the desk mm-hmm. so she plays it well and she waits till he's literally right at the moment that his peen was being taken out of his pants. She goes, hold on. Protection? Hello, condom? He's like, oh, I'll be back to you. Man. And he's breathing heavy. And she uses this as a good opportunity to go, I'm like, you know, I'm hot and heavy right now. I want to keep this going. Open up the laptop so, you know, I can stay hot, stay in heat, you know? Keep this little engine purring, I think she had said. Yeah. I was doing my best to avoid that wording, and I'm glad you did it. <laughs> no, because I, I think our listeners deserve to hear what she said. You're right, and they'll thank you for that. Um, but nonetheless, she doesn't want to keep that engine purring, and she starts to go through his files and is looking through, like, you know, sneaking and sleuthing and trying to get all the answers she could possibly need so that she can get this ID back. He's running down and he's asking the receptionist, hey, where can I get some condoms, some magnums? And he tells him there are Bibles up in the room because he sees the wedding ring and Andre's hot and heavy. He doesn't care about that. So he rushes off to the nearest store to get some condoms. I love how you specified magnum. Get out of here. When are they going to learn? 
(laughs) (laughs) They never will. Right. Inside secret. Yeah. Disgusting. But nonetheless, the next scene from a heathen to the church, they're sitting in the back room and they're talking about the pastor's about to be away and who's going to preach his sermon while pastor's away. So Sister Woodbine is really fighting for her opportunity to shine and she's trying to be his apprentice and she's saying, look, I want this to be my moment. And pastor says, "Mm -mm, respect your elders and elder Clydell will be the one to preach while I'm gone. And much to her chagrin, it is what it is and elder Clydell will be the one to hold down the church while pastor's away. And we return right back to Andre coming back with the condoms. He's ready to get it on with Autumn, but Autumn sees that picture of herself while she's digging through the archives and digging through his files. She sees that and that creeps her out. Obviously it's a sketchy photo. So she sends herself all the things she needs and she flees right in time to miss him when he comes back in and she's gone, but she left up all the files and she left up her picture. She also left up the porn video, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I hated that she left up the files. I feel like leave the picture of yourself, but you didn't. Did you have to leave up all the files too? Nonetheless, so DJ Never Scared is getting dropped off at work because he has to get dropped off at work because he's an adolescent. And when he's getting dropped off, um, Uncle Clifford comes to drop off to say like hello to the parent. You know how that goes for the trade off. And when Uncle Clifford comes up, no, this is giving me genie, whatever this look is. It's something. I'm a genie at a bottle. Yeah, something about the jewelry and the hair jewelry and the scarf is giving me fortune teller a genie. I'm sorry. It's a hoochie genie, though. (laughs) (laughs) So Uncle Clifford comes up in his hoochie genie outfit. And realizes it's a little murder. Oh my God, you're the one that's pulling up to drop my baby off to DJ. Okay. You know, and they have a little flirt. What's new? Right. I guess I probably would too. You look good. <laughs> you look good. <laughs> also, Mississippi's freaky anesthesiologist, regular customer, came in with a rose in his hand, which is, I guess, their signal that it's time for her to play you know his sleeping beauty character fantasy i love that his fantasy is like closely related to his job but putting people to sleep yeah (laughs) yeah which is scary it's like well at least you don't get it out on your patients you get it out on this girl but it is scary to think he's slightly aroused throughout the day because this is kind of his fetish right but nonetheless gidget goes into one of the private rooms to borderline have sex at the very least dry hump her boyfriend (laughs) and it's then revealed that yes if we didn't already pick it up he's the guy who the oxys are in the fridge for and uncle clifford saying like you've had them shits here way too long we do enough illegal shit we don't need that so the boyfriend hands over the money the money's all there he doesn't seem to be short any money at all like in his life he seems like a wealthy shady character Uncle Clifford leaves out the room and leaves them to themselves again. And it's kind of revealed that her mom has an oxy problem. 
because she reaches in his bag to take out a little bag of oxy for the road. And he's like, why do you need that roadie? And she says it's for Mississippi and her wrist. But as we saw with that trick she pulled earlier, the wrist is just fine. These oxys are clearly for her addict mother. Or her. Plot twist. We'll never know. Or maybe we will. But until then, we see Autumn going over the hot intel that she sent over to Uncle Clifford. They're going over that. And she's telling her everything she knows. Wait, can we just talk about the dialogue in that scene, though? Because there was some funny dialogue in there. Go ahead. Talk about the dialogue. (laughs) So when Uncle Clifford is looking through the money stash that Gidget's boyfriend gave her and Gidget's boyfriend's like, oh, like, it's all there. Like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and Uncle Clifford's like, now, sweetie, you know I don't trust white people. <laughs> and then there was also a funny one where Gidget tried to say she was being worked like a slave. Ooh. Did not catch that. And um, so obviously, like, you know, Clifford just laughed it off. And then she said, hey, Sojourner. (laughs) (laughs) Sojourner. She says, hey, Sojourner, you got one more minute before you need to come back out here and pick this cotton. (laughs) I just want to make a note of that. That was funny. No, that is funny. Sojourner knows what the deal is. So she takes her one more minute and she leaves. Precisely. So the next scene is Autumn speaking with Uncle Clifford over the hot intel that she just sent over via email from Andre's laptop telling her everything she knows. And of course, Andre's blowing her phone up because he knows what he's done and he knows what she knows. Because if you remember in the beginning of this episode, his goddaddy told him nobody can know about this and now what what what's what's going on at least two people know two more people know now than before <laughs> and not only know but have hands on the presentation you're using to pitch this. right they have all the renderings and the presentations and all the files and photos they could build it themselves if they wanted to they know everything <laughs> uncle clifford takes the phone because she reveals to uncle clifford that I don't know what to do this dude. I'm trying to ignore him. Uncle Clifford's like, no, sweetie, you're not playing the game right. Hand me that phone. I got this. You want that ID? Do what I say. The next scene is the like the house manager kind of lady. She's in the back putting diamonds on Mercedes, well, cubic zirconias on her outfit. And while she's back there, the other girls are watching this video on IG. She runs over to see what the content is. They're freaking out over and lo and behold, is these hoe kids she's raising or teaching to dance or whatever her relationship is with these kids. Not hoe kids. And she says, she pulls up immediately. Fuck the dancing. First of all, right. First of all, I just want to make this clear that this will not be the first, well, this will not be the last time that Mercedes just leaves her job. Um, listen, this, this, working as a stripper might just be better than working a nine to five because this woman can clearly just up and leave whenever she wants makes buku coin at night can smoke can drink I mean yeah you're definitely your own boss in this job I mean sure someone takes a little percentage off the top but think of it as like 
if you freelance or if you do hair or anything like that, you have to pay for the building, you have to pay for the rent. Just consider it like, you know what I mean? I'm paying for the space to do my art. I mean, it's like your version of tax. Well, more tax. Mercedes pulls up in a huff in her car. She's storming toward the party. And two little teenage twerps are looking at her. And one of them says, which bad bitch is that? Boy, not one that you can get. Who are you? You're about 12. You're a tween. You know the South is different. Okay, but he's not ready for all that. So she runs up and through the party. So the first note for me is like, hmm, why does she know the address? She was just able to pull up like that. And she walks into the mansion and it's Tarika's house and party's over with. Shut down. Get these little kids out of here. It needed to be done. But meanwhile, at the club, the club is still going. And, you know, the freaky anesthesiologist, he didn't even get to change out of his scrub before he got to the pink. He came straight from work and just put a hoodie on. He's throwing every dollar he's got on his Sleeping Beauty baby. And as he's doing that, Andre's walking over to the skybox slash paradise room. There we go. And he has to say the password. And the password is apples? Yes. What does that mean? I think Uncle Clifford looked at homegirl's tits and was just like, apples. (laughs) (laughs) When trying to come up with the password. So, luckily, Uncle Clifford was wearing, you know, that fabulous... I don't know what you would call this. Is this a necklace or some sort of art piece? This piece of jewelry. Uncle Clifford does a lot of things I've never seen before. So my little language, I don't have words for what she's doing. <laughs> That's my limited vocab. <laughs> right. It. I don't know. It surpasses what I'm used to. So, And luckily, Autumn just got a new wig. So full circle, you see the long blonde hair. You think it's Autumn. The legs snap in a way that you know it's not Autumn because Autumn does not nearly have that much rhythm and like soul to her movements and we see that it's Uncle Clifford and she's demanding answers in her (laughs) Sky Diamante outfit (laughs) (laughs) love so this last scene here is Tarika's cleaning up after her party and you know Mercedes is fussing at her saying who are you to have this party? I just called your mama. She on her way. Like, you're going to get your ass beat. And who do you think you are doing all this being fast? And then she, you know, she takes it too personal. And she says that some dude is going to have Tarika bent over in the bathroom with her panties on her around her ankles. What was that about? <laughs> That's not real personal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate when people do that in any like scripted television show. They go on like they start talking too much and then it starts getting more and more specific the more they talk and it's clear they're talking about themselves. You're right. The projection is crazy. And Tarika's had enough and she blurts, at least I wouldn't give up my baby like you gave up me. And it's clear that, oh, okay, this is her daughter that she's given up for some sort of adoption. I mean, whoa. Shocked. For sure. Didn't see that coming. Not shocked that she has a kid in general. That seems to, you know, that's part of the course. 
but this kid is grown. She's 13. And it puts in perspective how much she loves that like cheer squad and why she put so much energy into it. It's like, yeah, it was her passion, but now that we it's like the time she got to spend with her daughter, it all makes it make sense. I like the daughter knows though, but that's very interesting. I want to know the backstory, of course. Yeah, and hopefully we'll get some answers because it's like kind of like an open adoption because you know most are like closed adoption so you never see the mother again. It's like she's allowed to see the daughter, but as soon as the adoptive mother walks in the door, she's saying that's over with. She's been being too fast and we need to take away whatever this expressive dancing is she's doing. It's not working. Whatever's this, right, whatever's distracting her from her studies needs to go this dance got her thinking about her body a little too much they're just having a conversation it's basically an argument and a mom is saying like i have final say and my final say is she's not in this little dance program no more she got to get her act together and mercedes is crying but that's just what it is so (laughs) she leaves the mom goes upstairs and mercedes is left to leave and as she's leaving she says you're welcome and the mom goes and keeps walking a thank you would have been nice, for sure. I mean, thank you for shutting this party down. And I'm not saying this because my parents may listen. I don't care. I never did that thing where, like, I know my brother for sure did that, but I never did that thing where I said I was sleeping at someone's house and I wasn't. I mean, I personally didn't need to, so. No, you just sleep at someone's house whose parents don't care about literally anything. You can get away with anything. Exactly. It's or easy. someone whose parents are not home all the time. Yeah. It's like whatever. So it's a free for all. That's all you have to do. And then you don't have to lie. You're literally there, but you're not there because you can do whatever you want. Right. My thing was always like, I'm going to ask permission to go out. Am I going to come back on time? Maybe not. I like to fudge those kind of rules. But the whole like, line about where I am, I feel like I wouldn't want to do that to my parent. Yeah. What if something really does go down? <laughs> and I'm really fucked. Nonetheless, Uncle Clifford needs information out of Andre in the next scene, and they're just kind of talking. I mean, is anything important said in this scene? Not really. Lakeisha got her ID just in time because she's able to slide and get that illegal $9,000. I could use $9,000 right about now. Ooh, what I wouldn't do for an illegal wire fraud transfer for nine thousand dollars the government's debating about giving us a fucking thousand dollars meanwhile that's chump change maybe if we were getting twelve hundred dollars a week (laughs) even a month consecutive months would be different respectable but yeah not getting it a week not getting it a month not getting it for four that's ridiculous. There's countries out here getting like $7,000 a month. It also could have stopped us from going into like a crazy recession, but it's fine. Right. They're like, they don't want to give us the money. What? So we can spend it and help the economy. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. So we're going to go straight into recapping the next episode. Right. Get your snacks. Get your refreshments. Listen to our sponsored message. <laughs> We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. Welcome back. So we're here for season one, 
episode four called The Trap. So what's your grade for this episode? And go ahead and read the description so we can get into the grading and give more context. So for the description, it says Mercedes and Autumn make major moves towards building new lives for themselves. At the pink, gossip spreads like wildfire and patrons flood in for a big night. So what's your grade? <laughs> yeah, to me, this, this is an A-. minus. I think we got a lot of action. I'll go up and I'll say an A. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I really like this episode. This was such a good ep. And this is the one where I like was genuinely like so excited about the series. I'm like, okay, it's like shaping up. Yeah. It's like we saw it coming, kind of. But I also was shocked that it came at episode four. So part of me is like, okay, like they got it, they got it popping now. Like I could only imagine. But then the other part of me is kind of like, ooh, do we already hit the peak? You know what I mean? I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I don't think we have hit the peak yet, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I don't think we have either. And I really like the way that those three other episodes felt like they were all building to this. So it's like, I'm sure even more in hindsight, it'll be a lot of stuff that they planted seeds for that's going to pay off in a major way later on. Okay, so let's get straight into it. So the first scene of this episode is Mercedes in a dominatrix outfit in Mississippi. They're dancing with this customer. He's super handsy and like inappropriate. (laughs) So he disrespects the ladies and he drops a stack of money instead of handing it to them properly. And he, (laughs) when he drops the stack of money, Daddy Diamond, of course, he's there immediately. Imme- this man has bat vision, bro. Like, I don't understand how he always knows. Well, to me, though, that means that he's always watching Keyshawn, in my opinion. Is he the only fucking bouncer in this strip club? He can't be. If he's inside, who's working the front? That's what I was just about to say. So, like, do they stop letting people in at a certain time? So it's like he's inside just roaming around the premises the rest of the evening? Or what's happening? For the sake of sense, I'm going to say that there is another bouncer. But I just feel like he's always watching Keyshawn because there's no, a.k.a. Mississippi. Because there's just no way that he's always there to check somebody. Always there to give her some first aid, hold her baby. I mean, he's done it all. Always on time. Always on time, Mr. Bat. Is that what going to call him? No, I like that. Always on time? No. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say Batman, but I think I like Daddy Diamond better. Daddy Diamond is, yeah, it's just his name, so it's what he is. He's Daddy Diamond, really. We go into the theme song. In the first scene after that, we see what I told Kay, what I interpreted, the reason why the money had to go in the liquor is to make it seem like it actually came from the club because she didn't want those dollars. I'm sure those dollars were crisp when she got them and she didn't need that to pull up to the bank with $9,000 cash or it was more than 9,000, but the wire fraud money cash looking clean. Okay. But did we have to douse them in the water then? We could have just sprinkled a a little whiskey over the bills. I guess that's why we're not scammers. Girl, I, I guess know. it needs, it I needs maybe to be something with the ink or something. Girl, I don't know. I mean, we find out the amount of money that was in the bag was 28000 and some change. 
then we see Mercedes and her girls. The girls are dancing. They're giving it everything they've got. And we're like, oh, wow, are they in the studio already? And then we realize it's a vision. And she's showing the real estate agent, like, her vision for what she wants the space to be. Um, She's like, my trophies are going to be over here. That's where the girls are going to dance. It's a whole gym. And, you know, the um, real estate agent is making some jokes about really people in the South, but specifically in Chukalisa, they don't go to the gym. Um, So it's funny that she's going to have a gym here. And then she lets her know, like, I have 20 girls. Like, it's not going to be some flimsy gym. It's going to be going. This woman kind of like shits all over her her dream. <laughs> like, it's kind of sad, really. Yeah, this woman is not a believer. And she reveals that she's going to have like a subscription type setup so that they have to pay a monthly fee. And that the Chuck Lisa challengers are going to be a huge success. And so then they can wait for me to get my coins together. Okay. Relax. Um, and then she also left her with a little parting business advice, telling her to up her subscription from 200 to 250 a month to, quote unquote, make them pay for what it's worth. So the moral of the story is, yes, money by Monday situation. She needs to have the money tomorrow to get the down payment to get her future gym. So she knows she needs to get that money from her mother and it cuts right to her mom, singing her heart out in the car while she's hitting the pen. Right at the bank. And some homeless guy throws a quarter in her car for her singing. <laughs> um, and she says, take your little money. I don't want your little 25 cent. And this is when the feather and lash things happen. Correct. So she, this time, picks the feather out of her own lash. She gets the check for the 20K. She looks at it. She just heard what that guy said. It's adding up to her. Then she gets a honk. And she yells at the person behind her, and you have a blessed fucking day, too. Or a fucking blessed day. And it's like, okay, well, where's that Christian energy you just had? Not only are you yelling fucking blessed day, which those two words shouldn't even go together. But also, why can't you just be nice? She's honking at you, or he's honking at you, because you already got what you needed. Pull the fuck off. Right, you're sitting here pulling feathers at your fucking eye. Get out of here. If you need to do these dramatics at this moment, pull into a parking spot. I'm about to say, pull and have up and park. <laughs> that scene would have been just as impactful if you were parked in a parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm irritated too. I'm here at the bank. I'm probably, especially if I'm pulling up at the ATM of the bank, it's rare that I'm pulling up at the bank and I'm not in a rush. Hurry up. <laughs> right. If I'm doing the, the drive through ATM, bitch, I'm in a rush. Like, I need to pull out a quick 20 before I go get my nails done. 20 for tip. Like, I need you to hurry up and move. Where I'm about to pay cash for my hair, or I have a pickup to make, or it's something where I need the money now. And I'm just, in general, more of a late type of person. I'm working on it. Not really. But um, I just generally tend to run late, so I already know. Like, I'm definitely running late if you're if I'm in a drive through the next scene is daytime at the pink. You know, the ladies like to practice and hone their craft. So today is Mississippi with her baby, Gidget herself. And guess who it is? Autumn nights. She wants to be that bitch. So she's up there trying to learn a little trick or two. And you know what? She can use a trick or two. She could use one. <laughs> if they could teach her some rhythm, that'd be dope too. <laughs> And Mississippi reveals to Gidget 
that she heard that a casino is coming to town the other day. She heard it via Autumn and her regular and that they want to build it over the pink. Um, and get just like, uh-uh, Uncle Clifford not going to let them. And then Mississippi lets her know, oh, no, sweetie, Uncle Clifford doesn't have much, much of a choice. You're not understanding. Right, it's do or die. It's Uncle Sam. There's no um, if ands, or buts about it. He can't pay up, then he got to close up, okay? Uncle Clifford reveals that she did some sleuthing herself and looking at the land and, I guess, comparables and real estate and all that, she realized the land is worth about half a million dollars. And yet they're gear- getting nearly about six million for it, the actual land. So something isn't adding up. And she's saying, wait, no one offered me anything. So how are they getting paid 600 times what they're supposed to get? Uh, even more than that. 1,200 times what they're supposed to get paid. And ain't no one offered me squat. Right. They're definitely just trying to kick her out. They Honestly, they, they're forcing her into foreclosure so that they can just pay her. So what she needs to do is get herself out of the foreclosure. That way they'd be forced, if, you want their, if they want her land, then they have to buy her out. Now, I told this to Kay when I saw this. I said, okay, so Mercedes doesn't have the money because it's going into her gym. It's revealed that the other ladies weren't really saving, so they're living, you know, night to night. Yet we see Autumn Knight doing this wire fraud. Is she going to be the one to save it? But wasn't there only $26,000 in it? But that's just the start, I think. That's just from how long has she been here? Not that long. I'm sure she can get more if she needed it. But that would only cover half the cost. Uncle Clifford owes 55000 that's what I'm saying. I think she could get more, though. I don't think 26 is the max. So she just started that. She can mm-hmm. wire, you know, a couple more wires, and then she'll be at the 50. What if she buys it and now she's HBIC? I mean, is Uncle Clifford going to let that rock, though? I mean, where else is the money going to come from? I guess you wouldn't let it rock if you had the money, but if you don't, better her than them. So I just, that's a theory. You better hope that um, little Myrna makes it big. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you could buy her out. Right. So I just want to put that out there because I have a feeling that that money that she has is somehow going to come into play with the money that they owe. Even if it's not the whole amount, even if she buys a part of it, something, I feel like that means something. Um, Uncle Clifford saying that Autumn needs to get over the fact that Andre has these creepy ass pictures and continue to entertain him and get what she needs and take advantage of him. You don't have to like him, but use him. Precisely. And speaking of the devil, the next scene is him with God Daddy. Yeah, and he's explaining to God Daddy and the assistant or whoever this is that the pink is on the foreclosure, just like Jay was just saying, and that they just got to wait for them to fall in the foreclosure and take that land. I mean, honestly, like, it is the smarter business thing to do, but... Mm-hmm. And the guy on Skype says that the reason they need to make those, like, cuts those budget cuts is because they have a budget and they need to get all of this like the whole promised land resort and casino within budget or they'll be forced to go somewhere else and bring that business to another city the next thing is mercedes in her house and we see that 
she had a room for her daughter in her house and she calls her daughter's cell phone, but her daughter is on punishment. So there's this funny like voicemail that the adoptive mother made on the voicemail. And you can hear the daughter screaming in the back, oh my, like being salty because <laughs> she won't have her phone for two weeks. And I thought about like, would I do that to my child? Probably not personally, but it was funny for the show. Funny and honestly, I'm not above doing that to my kids. I just feel like my kids' punishment is like personal. I'm not trying to permanently embarrass them unless they did something really, really, really wild. Right. That's no regular punishment for, but for throwing a rager in my house and for you twerking all online. Yeah. I might, I mean, like leave a nasty message as your voicemail for a minute. I'm sorry. And I hope you're embarrassed. And I want you to, I, I will probably have you sitting in front of me while I record it too, just to put salt in the wound. Scene is Sister Woodbine. She's preaching to the church, doing what she loves. Now the Holy Ghost struck once again. She's vibing with the crowd. They're loving her. She's loving them. And it comes to the point where pastor is reaching for the mic. Sister Woodbine runs off. And she goes down to the people. She's stomping her feet. And the wig is kind of coming off the head a little bit. And she's sweating. <laughs> and pastor violently grabs her. And they escorts her to the back because she's gotten out of hand. But the people are loving it. They're dancing. They're checking their driving. Right. I think he did it because he was jealous, not because she was necessarily not, you know, moving the congregation. Right? I can't tell. He seems like a hater. He is a hater. He wants to dim her light. Mm-hmm. The people love her. Like she said, her voice can get money in that collection plate unlike anyone else here. And Sister Woodbine is the treasurer and obviously it's her daughter's booty money keeping a roof over their head oh my god this pastor looks so scary there's something about him is scary right and they always light him super weird so it's kind of dark yeah he's always like half in the dark shrouded darkness mm-hmm. like a true villain next we see mercedes getting her feet rubbed up by one of her regulars and he comes out with a velvet box with some jewelry in it and he pops it open and reveals a necklace with her name on it. Yes. And earlier in the scene, I don't, we didn't really touch on it, but he's her regular, but he repeatedly, every time he's with her makes, makes it clear that he wants more with her, mm-hmm. that he wants her outside of the club, that he wants to bring her, to the games because he's a coach he wants her to be with him always (laughs) when she gets the necklace she goes that's all I get and he goes come on you know you can get more like that ain't nothing so he puts the necklace on her and again like Jay said this is the guy from earlier the dance for you moment the man who is obsessed with her and he puts the necklace on And he tells her, that's really up to you what you get out of me. I'm ready to be used and abused as much as you need me. She's making her bin dom on. Make that piggy pay up. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into this Uncle Clifford look. What are we going to call this? Oh, shit. (laughs) A real tacky Jackie look. And I haven't seen a tacky Jackie look on Uncle Clifford yet. But this one's pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know why the first thing I thought of was a, 
a toucan. Like, is it because of the shades of blue? It's the shades of blue. It's the side profile with the mullet. <laughs> it just felt very like like that's like a tail. It just I don't know. It felt very bird like to me. Okay, the blue toucan look. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Clifford's walking around in the blue toucan look and calling up the girls, saying, tonight might be a little slow, but tomorrow on Sunday, on Mercedes Sunday, it's going to be going. So be prepared to get ready for tomorrow. Gidget's being salty, and she throws out the fact that, you know, they need to do this to keep the place from shutting down. And shutting down. And everyone finds out. That they have a little problem on their hands at the pink, and that these ladies' jobs are kind of at risk. Right. And Uncle Clifford tells Mississippi that her ass can't hold water for shit. She's clearly disappointed in Mississippi for spilling the beans. And Mercedes walks in the room, like, what y'all talking about? And of course, this is not news to her. She already knew, she knew from the first up. Then she decides to 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 really get high up on that high horse and um, basically talk about how she stayed up all her stacks and how these burkos just spend their shit. She's definitely on a high horse, but she makes a good point, which is one of the rules in the rule book that this is not your retirement plan. This is... Something to do in between, meantime, in between time, put yourself on, stack up, and then move on to the next level. But the girls aren't set up like that. They're not all like her. And they're saying, we don't have the drive like you and the setup like you to just go do our own shit and leave this place. Like, sorry, some of us just want to work here and that's our end goal. The next scene is Haley pulling up on Andre in a parking lot. She's clearly off for the night. No blonde wig in sight. It's back to the shoulder length jet black hair. And she's telling Andre, I wanted to be with you. It's just that Clifford really needed to know all the information. And then I saw that picture he took. And then it's just, it was over from there. Well, firstly, he says that he jeopardized it all by, you know, letting her into his laptop and giving her access to those files and letting her find out all those details. He said he risked it all for a stripper. And he says it like he's disgusted. And she said, I'd rather be a stripper than some self-righteous, hypocritical bastard who thinks he's been put on God's green earth to save us all. Because Captain Sableho's gonna save us all, right? Why are you even here? Go put your kid back to bed. Be a responsible mother instead of some thought. Ready to finesse the nest thirsty. Autumn veers into overacting territory. Yeah. And but nonetheless, she's frustrated and she's upset and she has to get her anger out on him because it's like, I can't believe you would say that to me, but also hold me. Right. I'm like, okay, so she goes from not acting at all to overacting. Give me a break. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also just thinking, like, just like realistically. I don't know. This is how I can tell that, like, is it women writing some of these parts? Because as a self-proclaimed bad bitch, I would just never be out here doing what she's doing. 
yelling at some man in a parking lot, freaking out because he said something about me and my child. Like, she gave him too much. Too much power, in my opinion. Now he knows your trigger point every time. Not good. No bueno. Right. So, I don't know why she let that get to her. Well, you just blew down on him also. It's not like you just said gushing things about him and it was so sweet and then he attacked you out of nowhere. You were you all were having an argument. Right, you dog. <laughs> yeah, that was your choice. I was just saying, I mean, if he didn't respond, I'd, I'd be really concerned. But those weirdos, of course that ends with them sleeping <laughs> in the same hotel room. And very 50 shades of gray, when she wakes up, he's already like sitting up watching her. Yeah, this whole I don't sleep storyline that they're both trying to do is getting on my fucking nerves. I guess we are to presume, but I feel like this is a drama show, so never assume anyone's dead until you see the body type of thing. No, like, she's dead in Autumn's mind. In Lakeisha Autumn Haley Knight Savage's mind. But Yeah. You know, and she transfers another $9,000. So now we're from twenty eight. To thirty seven thousand that she has, and she pulls up in a weird wig, a really like a Baps type wig. I don't know what's happening, but <laughs> <laughs> it's bad though. It's bad. Whatever you got to do to get that nine k. So she gets the nine k, and then they cut to the pink, just showing us that. Um, they're preparing for the night and that she's continuously going to multiple places in multiple ways to get 9K from everywhere. So we know she's at least gotten 18K today and she's making that money on this wire fraud. And they cut to the parking lot leading into Mercedes's last dance and the parking lot is jumping. You would think the parking lot was a club. It's going, y'all. Mm-hmm. Daddy Diamond. <laughs> right. Daddy Diamond's at the door. Oh, I love the alliteration when it comes to him. Um, he's standing at the door and Lil Murder walks up saying, You know, today I'm VIP. Remember last time you tried to play me? This time VIP. Let me through, fella. And Daddy Diamond doesn't like him. And when Daddy Diamond doesn't like someone, he makes it known and he does not waiver on that so he's like I don't care even if you have VIP like go to the back of the line and then Uncle Clifford walks out in the look that I was referring to earlier like episode one that is my favorite look today the Big Booty Judy look if you've never seen ATL if you have seen it you remember Big Booty Judy had an amazing house party and at her house party she had on some sort of like denim jumpsuit if I'm remembering correctly but the true highlight was that she had bundles inches and the hair was curled in a fashion that I had never seen before and the bang itself was curled in such a severe way that it became the big booty Judy to me so to see that Uncle Clifford had whipped that out of the time machine it did a big booty Judy hair I was loving that (laughs) We're not even into the the assless chaps look, but I'm just talking about just the hair alone with the Kool-Aid tips. I was loving it. Literally Kool-Aid tips. <laughs> yeah, I was freaking out over this look. So 
for some reason, Mercedes has on a similar wig today. Um, so she has long inches with Kool-Aid tips. Doesn't look as great on her. I'm going to be quite honest. For this to be her last dance, I wasn't happy this was the hair she went with. Yes, and they show her out in the car calling Patrice Woodbine, <laughs> you know, because she needs the money by tonight so she can put a down payment on her gym. But what kind of sketchy real estate agent is like, yeah, I need that money by tonight, midnight. Who conducts business at midnight? Like, what the is this? Report her to somebody, the Better Business Bureau, somebody. I don't know. She definitely needs to be reported because she's running a funny operation. And her name is Sinclair. And Sinclair sends a text that says, received a competing offer on this space. Can only give you until midnight to put down cashier's check. Please confirm. First of all, if we're talking 20K, can you not text me fragments? <laughs> can only give you until midnight to put down cashier's check. Relax. You can send me whole sentences. Yeah, you're texting like you're in a rush or like you're driving right now. Pull over wherever you are. <laughs> That's okay. You're being unprofessional as fuck throughout this whole process. I don't want you to get the commission off of this. Really? Can I do this exact same transaction with someone else? Asheray Whitfield once said, whatever happened to customer service? <laughs> whatever. So... Mercedes is frustrated, obviously. Her mother is not answering the phone to give her the check. And she needs it within the next few hours. So she pretends nothing's going on. She brings in her box to pack up her belongings for her final day. And when she walks in, Gidget is sick. So she walks right past her. She's not fucking with her right now. And also, we never have mentioned this, but it... Goes without saying, you kind of said it before, but we have to talk about the fact that the soundtrack is great. The music they use in the club, some of the singles they use that we all know that I could bop around to, it's great. No, for sure. The music and the uh, the lighting on this show, impe mm -hmm. impeccable. I would like really sit and listen to the P-Valley soundtrack for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's totally a thing I saw on Spotify. So yeah, they did a good job putting this together agreed yeah her body is insane because if you have a fupa of any sort in between that little like black fabric crotch triangle and that like kind of garter or like whatever kind of belt that crystal belt is if you have a fupa that's not going to look good you can't have any fat right there so her body looks amazing right but it doesn't have this any is also... like fat out of place all the fat is exactly where it's supposed to be absolutely this is also a great night for Mississippi, she has on a great look this evening. Mississippi is talking to her, and she just bounces off. Time for the show, da da, da you know. All of them are kind of throwing shade at her because they love her, but they also resent her. First of all, it's because she was rude the other day, talking about basically calling them broke hoes. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, that's their girl, and they want best for her, but it's just it's it's what a lot of people suffer from. It's like, yeah, I want you to do well, but you doing well kind of makes me feel some type of way, basically. What do they talk about on Roni, Schadenfreude, or whatever it is where I want you to do well, but not better than me? Exactly. Yeah. Next scene is Lil Murder pulling up with the hard drive, you know, music always on the mind. He's saying, I need this to play during Mercedes' set. 
And DJ never scared. Like, you know, I don't have the power to do that. He's like, make it happen. You know what you got to do. They cut to Mercedes walking out. You know, she's just walking into the crowd to kind of see who's there, get a lay of the land. And, you know, kiss and hug the people. She's the lady of the night. So while Mercedes is getting a lay of the land and seeing who's out there, she sees Maine, the guy who was on house arrest who lives right across the street. And he had said he was going to get some fat dude to wear his ankle bracelet for the night. And he confirms the fat dude has an ankle bracelet on. He is out for the night. He is free to enjoy this last dance. As they're talking, Lil Murder walks up and Maine and all his goons immediately jump to their feet and are ready yeah, to be Yeah, I was like, oh. Yeah. Wow, gang culture is tough. Yeah, I was like, and I felt I, I felt bad for uh, little Marita. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I don't feel any type of way for him, but y'all not about to do nothing to little Marita, okay? Leave him alone. Especially because he was only coming over there to like wish her luck. Like y'all are wilding. Like relax. Now I see why you got that fucking anklet on. I keep calling that. First of all, you don't know what's been going on around here since you've been out. You've been tucked away for Lord knows how long you were in the pen before you even put the ankle on. So you don't know what's happening. This man could be that dude. And he could be the one with all the stacks. And you wouldn't know. Again, you've been missing. So for you to instantly jump up like you own the place, ridiculous. Agreed. But nonetheless, he clears it up immediately like, dude, I just came over here to wish her luck. Little do you know, I be here all the time. We're close now. Like, whatever. And as he's walking away, Maine says, the audacity of these young gangsters today, man. Just real extra and out of pocket. They say a lot of things with their eyes, but no words. And then Lil Murder takes the high road and he just walks away. They say he don't follow no code. What's the code? What's he supposed to do? So, was the undertone of all of that that they knew something was up? He's not who he's pretending to be? That's the vibe I was getting, to be honest. Yeah. Something about him wasn't sitting right with them from jump. It was his energy. And so, right. when they got up, young gangsters today... And their phobia... They were trying to say... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever, we cut to the next scene. Mercedes comes in to talk to Uncle Clifford. Well, not really. She comes in with her necklace and gives it to Shug. And I'm not exactly sure what she just asked Shug to do with those diamonds. Do you? I think she basically wanted him to like sell the necklace and use some money from it. Right. So she gives the necklace away. I guess she can just get another gift where that came from. That dude's willing to give her whatever. So she tossed that to the side. And Uncle Clifford confirms that it's about time for Mercedes to go. And Mercedes is like, are you kicking me out? Uncle Clifford's like, no, that's what you have to do to your baby birds. You kick a baby bird out the nest and they'll fly and they'll be okay. And Uncle Clifford tells her to turn around and says, that's how I want to remember you. And they have a dramatic shot on her ass and she walks out and Clifford's basically like, I don't want to see your face your face again. I want to see you like this and that's it. Mm, powerful. Wow. 
I want to see you gone. <laughs> gone. <laughs> I hate to see you leave, but I love to see you walk away. So Sister Woodbine calls Mercedes at the worst possible time, right before her set, saying, okay, I have the money. I could pull up at the club. But of course, it's like, mom, I don't. The energy you bring, don't need it at the club today for my last dance. I'll come to you and it'll be perfect. Meet me at the spot. I'll literally take the check from your hands and give it to the real estate agent, Sinclair, and we can be on our way. The fact that she ran out in her full fit, though, was killing me. I was like, babe, you're not going to put nothing else on? But have the nerve to tie a little sweater around her, her waist. Yeah, that's what killed me. The cardigan just to cover the cheeks, but nothing else. <laughs> And on her way out, she gives some parting advice to Autumn Knight. And she says, quote, you never know when you might have to turn a closed door into a window. But she fucked it up. And Autumn says, don't you mean a closed window into a door? You know, kind of trolling because they have this emphasis on the enemy, less friend, frenemy relationship. You know, the broken window analogy. And she lets Mercedes know, don't try to hurt yourself trying to climb back in through the jagged glass. A lot of analogies for Mercedes leaving. Right. Motif's going crazy. And Murder goes over back where he was sitting in his VIP section. He goes to sit with his boys. And this guy's name who's Pico. I don't know. That's just funny to me. Pico is hot. He's pissed that them dudes stepped to his his man's like that. And he like, man, they trying to treat you like a punk out here. Don't have them treating you like that. And Lil Murder got his eyes on the prize. And he's like, yo, man, fall back. It's not that deep. It's cool. But he is thinking like, damn, they do think shit's sweet. And they do think I'm a punk. So what do I have to do? Up the ante. Bam! He knocks his mans out. One punch. That's all it takes. Right. I was like, when I saw that scene, I was like, I don't know what his mans was thinking also. First of all, you saw me just get punked. Relax. You bringing it up is is agitating the wound even further. Then you was talking some slick-ish and you was like basically trying to punk me too now. And you need to pump your brakes. I'm not going to fight them but I will fight your ass. And that's essentially really what happened. That pride, man. Sorry, I had to suck down some water real quick. Yeah, so that's exactly what's happening. And they get into a brawl, gets broken up. But nonetheless, Maine and his gangsters all see it. So his message was sent. Don't fuck with me. I fight. And they cut to the next scene as Mercedes pulling up to the spot to make the exchange. And when she walks up, Sinclair, the realtor, walks out. And then soon after... Sister Woodbine walks out. And huh. Sinclair's starting to do the math. And she looks at Mercedes and she goes, wait, that's your mama? And Mercedes, is, she kind of nods. And then she goes, oh, hell. And she runs off. Right. Because I tell you, guess what there. happened? Because she already know what's about to go down. In short, Mercedes beats her mom's ass. In length, Mercedes starts to ask her mother, Mama, what you doing here? And then she's like, oh, did you put my deposit down for me? You know, like, thank you so much. How kind. 
Then her mother starts drooling and talking about her little feather in the eyelash motif. Now, we told y'all to remember those because those were important. It happened to her twice. Her mom took that motif to mean that that was God telling her that she needed her own church and her own pulpit. So instead, she decided to take her daughter's $20,000 and buy the place that her daughter literally had said that she wanted for herself and is now going to make it into a church. That slimy, sleazy woman. I don't know what's worse. The fact that she took her daughter's money or the fact that she bought the place that her daughter had her eye on. I'm like, damn. You fucked me over twofold. That's how I was telling Kay. It was just too close to home for her to buy the exact same space. You didn't have a vision of a church somewhere else? And you you went in your church in a strip mall, bitch? That's how I knew you did that shit just to get to me. This location don't even make sense for a church. Right. Also, just because you bought it doesn't mean it's not about to still be my gym. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how else to explain to you that that's my money, so it's my gym. It's not going to become a church. It's not going down. Well, Mercedes, you can, she snapped. I don't blame her. It's honestly about time. I just hate that it had to be on her night. You did it on Mercedes, my last Mercedes Sunday. You knew it was my last Mercedes Sunday. You used my money that I've been, quote unquote, hoeing for. And you bought the place that I told you I was about to install my next hopes, dreams, and wishes on. You're dead to me. I'm beating that ass. And also, you're dead to me. Just know that. And like you said, it's how dare she ruin her night, which leads perfectly into the next scene of the people going haywire at the pink. The patrons are so pissed. Where's Mercedes? We paid for Mercedes. We're here for Mercedes. We've been waiting for an hour. We want some ass shaking. And Uncle Clifford can only do so much out there. And every time Uncle Clifford turns around and that ass shot in this outfit is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And like the deep V in the front. So like if Uncle Clifford had cleavage, it would have been a truly wild outfit. As if it wasn't already insane. I really wish there was like a breastplate on under that because I really need it even more. Right. And Uncle Clifford is frustrated and runs into the back like, what the hell are we going to do? Get just losing it. Like, oh, my God, where is she? Mercedes. Oh, my God, she's dead. And, and Uncle Clifford's like, get a fucking grip. I said, she's being Hold useless. <laughs> thought you hated this woman anyway. Get it together. And what are we going to do in the meantime? In between time, these people are losing out there and they did pay for something. We got to give them something. Curlata, curlata, hump back, hump back, hump back, hump back. She came out, well, her body's double, came out and gave us a performance to the murder song, which is the biggest plot twist, honestly, of this whole scene, because the song was going. Let's just be clear. Mercedes last night worked out for everyone except for Mercedes. Miss Mississippi got to have her shine. Uncle Clifford got to have his money. 
in Little Murder, even though he got kicked out the club and has to hear his music outside the club, got his music playing. All that money, Mercedes needed that money because all her money gone. And she missed out on all this money messing around with her mama. And then we cut to Little Murder out smoking a cig. He like that's my song, that's my fucking song. He's losing it. He's so excited, and it's an emotional moment. Like I kind of got like a little choked up at this point. I did too. He touches a, a special part of my soul. Like I said, I'm not attracted to him, and he has a very endearing quality about him, in my opinion. Yeah, he's my second favorite character. He's also just so layered. Like it's so much more to him, and we've seen like the through line of his music since episode one. So we've been going through this music journey with him. And so, like, it feels good and satisfying to us also as the audience for his music to be playing because we've been, like, seeing him work on it. It's just, it was nice. And on this night of all nights, he had a rough night. He deserved it. Yeah, so that's the song. And, yeah, like I said, I think the song is cute. Like, okay, Little Murder. That's a souffle for sure. But... <laughs> It has a cute little chorus to it. And obviously Mississippi is feeling it. Wow. Like truly athletic. The moves that are being performed right now. Like what strip club can you go see that in? First of all, these bitches are really doing it up for some little southern, slow southern town strip club. Okay. Right. I'm with Mercedes regular. Y'all need to come to Atlanta. Like y'all wasting... Wasting our time down here in Chakalisa. Getting this little candy money when you could be getting some real money out here. And so Uncle Clifford. Oh, I said that like I was slow. Uncle Clifford walks out into that back alleyway or whatever and sees a little murder. You know, he's smoking his cig and comes out. To say, like, you know, that's my shit, right? Like, and that's my song, and I wrote it about you, Uncle Clifford. Uncle Clifford, like, that shit not about me. <laughs> and it is. Lumer is insistent, like, nah. This shit is about you. Uncle Clifford is his muse. And Uncle Clifford seductively says while batting those falsies then show me that <laughs> giving me copper eye tonight to go with like kind of the coppery colored stripe down the track pants they're like tearaway pants but also they're assless so like that's why I've been saying like cheeks out and Uncle Clifford has a juicy butt we get a lot of ass shots <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My favorite part is when Lil Murder rips the stocking. <laughs> like, I'm not even gonna waste time rolling them down. I'm gonna actually just rip the fishnet. <laughs> yeah, and like, I definitely their scenes just make me blush. I don't know why. Like the way it's written, it always seems like there's just one move that Lil Murder does, and I'm like, ooh, like oh my god, like I felt that in my spine. The spit graphic was crazy. Though. Right. So after the ripping of the stocking, Uncle Clifford turns around and says, like, hold up. Hold up a second. And I'm thinking, like, where's the foreplay? That's where I was at with it. Like, okay, so we're just going straight insertion? Like, 
They barely even kissed. And so I'm thinking, okay, foreplay is on the way. And no, it was just a call for a condom. Oh, wow. I see the spit. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's crazy. That was too real. Yeah. that's That was the foreplay right there. <laughs> Uncle Clipper's tits are out. <laughs> and Lil Murder is fully dressed. And the way they're shooting this scene, I kept thinking someone was going to bust in. But the secret's safe another night, and Lil Murder can go right back in that closet, honey. So it's fine. And then they show Mississippi. It's the end of her dance, and it's raining money. She's covered in dollar bills, and she's just smiling, loving her life. Unfortunately, on the other side of town, there's Mercedes getting taken away in a cop car. And I'm not going to lie, her mom fucked her up. Yeah, I was mad they got her looking... I had her looking more busted than her mother. Sister Woodbine looked like she just came straight from church. She looked fine. Why is Mercedes <laughs> right? She right. took a beat. Sister Woodbine looked like it was like a little bit of a windy day. You know, her hair a little bit disheveled. But Mercedes looks like she got her ass whooped. Woo. That wasn't. No bloody Hair fucked up. Right. Sister Woodbine's hair is just as bad as when she be losing in the pulpit and it gets <laughs> yeah, wicked. Yeah, she literally just out the pulpit. Yes. Her, her daughter definitely got her shit rocked. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Right. Meanwhile, her wig is just slightly askew and Mercedes is oh my gosh, she looks like she done got jumped. You know, the cops are pulling off and that's the end of the scene. Oh my gosh, wait, Mercedes didn't get her place? What? She's getting arrested on top of that? Wait, what? That was all of her savings, so she has no more money? Wait, what? Isn't she going to have to go back to stripping? After you already just made this whole big thing, talking about this is your last night, and you laughing at these other bitches like, hi, y'all don't save up. It's not looking too good. They have to have to go crawling back through said metaphorical window that Autumn alluded to earlier. Getting bloody on the way back in. Who would you say is your character on display? I want to give it to a little murder, but I don't know if that's appropriate. I don't think it's not appropriate. He kind of won in a, in major ways. Yeah. He had a good story arc, especially episode four, but just like a good overall story arc. And like we were talking about earlier, his character is just layered and right. I really like what they're doing with him. And there's so much more that can happen with him and I'm sure will. So his story is shaping up like in a nice way and I'm loving it because I feel like he was grinding you know they told him like oh you need to go back to the studio so he went back to the studio got a little help from DJ Never Scare was told that his shit is a salad he needs to make it a souffle he went back into, went back into the kitchen to cook it up came back out his shit was fire and it got played out and then on top of that, you know, he got some some ass for the night. I mean, what more can a, a rap on the rise want? <laughs> yeah, he's definitely winning tonight. So this is to you, murder. <laughs> murder on the beat, so it's not nice. A little murder. <laughs> All of that. All of that. We just gave him mad taglines. Like, he should definitely take one of them. We also stole all of them. So. <laughs> right. We <laughs> also plagiarized all of them, but it's fine. You already watched next week, but 
Any predictions for next week? Right. I feel like you could make the predictions. I'll stay out of it just because since I watched it. But I'm kind of curious to see what your predictions are and if like they were true. Just for episode five, of course. Okay. So obviously we'll have to see the mom and the daughter in jail. Like, however that'll shake out. So I'm interested to see how that goes, how they get bailed out. Like, are they in the same jail? I don't know. Like, I'm sure their jail storylines will overlap. And I wonder how long they'll be in jail. So all of that kind of follow-up. Um, little Murder just shot to superstardom. And I'm interested to see how that all shakes out and kind of like what he does from there. Like, is that his single now? They're going to play it on the radio or is it like now it's getting played regularly at the club? Like, I just kind of want to know what happens with that. I mean, of course I still want to hear what's happening with the pink. I'm going to continue to need to know what's going on with the foreclosure and like all that kind of stuff. And if Mercedes gets out of jail, does she come back immediately? Also interested in who will be the HBIC since Mercedes is gone. It seems like Mississippi because she kind of like stepped it up tonight, but it could be Autumn Night, so I don't know. Man, we always banking on Autumn Night to get it together, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Any day I'm expecting her to learn how to dance and take over the club. But yeah, those are my predictions. All right. Um, do you have any final words? Join us next week and we will do <laughs> more recap of P Valley and a Palooza, <laughs> Real Housewives of Potomac and Beverly Hills in one episode. We'll see how that goes. But, you know, um, we could talk our asses off, so we're going to try to do our best to make it <laughs> as short as possible. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. <laughs>